0: Welcome to Paintbrush and Ivories, a podcast for artists, curious creatives, and art lovers that connects creativity with the heart and soul. I'm Michelle Walker. and I'm here with my creative soul sister, Jennifer Ruth Russell. Hey, Jen. Hi, Michelle. It's good to be with you again. So today we're going to be talking about celebrating milestones and wins. And this is up for me. September is my month. I have my birthday and my wedding anniversary. So when you're listening to this, if you're listening to this around the time it comes out, it'll be our 10th wedding anniversary that Ian and I will be celebrating this Friday. And then I'll be doing next Monday, celebrating the 56 spins I've done around the big ball in the sky. So that's that's what we're talking about today, but more generally about milestones and how we mark those and celebrate them in our creative process. Why we think that's important. What do you think about that general topic?
1: Wow. Well, uh, let's start with where we are. You know, I'd love to hear how you're going to be celebrating not only your anniversary and your birthday, but the spring collection. Let's do this. I would like to hear from you. This
0: topic was also up for me about my creative practice because I've just finished a big project, the Spring Collection, which I released in early September, and I felt felt really good. I worked incredibly hard. So here where I live in Australia, we were given a stay-at-home lockdown order in early August, and I had just opened an exhibition locally with a dear artist friend of mine, Helen, And three days after we opened that exhibition, we went into lockdown. So that was a bit disappointing. But I thought, okay, I've got time. I don't know how long this lockdown is going to last, but I essentially can't do a lot of the things I was about to start teaching. So I went into the studio and I thought what really had juice for me was to make a whole range of enamel jewellery. And so I started to play with different colour combinations and different styles. And it started, actually, it all began with a necklace, the one that I'm, in fact, wearing today. And I got excited. It was a random design that I did. And I thought, gee, I could really play with that. And off I went. So there's turquoises and reds and there's turquoises and teals and purples, which is Jennifer's favourite. And I, I just... Yeah, I worked hard. So the stats for the spring collection, 12 days making in the studio and then three days of post-production. So I took about 300 photos of the 50-odd works that I finished. All earrings and pendants because you know, in terms of being able to make things available to people and not have to say size rings and do all that sort of stuff. I thought, you know, this is going to be the easiest. So I really did choose the path that I thought was going to be the easiest and the most joyful for me. And at the end of that, I said, okay, there it is released into the wild. So it was important to hit that milestone and then stop and acknowledge it. I gave myself a day off (laughs) after after several yes. weeks, <laughs> uh, I kind of said, "Okay, I'm not doing anything today. Who knows um, what will unfold?" But essentially, I think I I drew in my sketchbook, and that was about it. Sat on my veranda, but noticing what what it is that we do, and and what I found what was interesting was the my response about expect expectations. So I needed to be really careful about releasing the spring collection. And what my expectations were about the universe, what it was going to give me back. And I had a little wobble the day after and had to check my 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 sort of thinking and my energy around what I was thinking. Oh, you know, just random thoughts. Oh, those people, those three people all said they couldn't wait and they're going to jump in and nothing's happened. You know, that kind of instant sort of response desire from the universe. And once I let that go, I felt much happier. (laughs) I felt felt much more comfortable. So, yeah, it it was a good thing to have done. And the great thing is it taught me a lot about my Etsy, my Etsy store. And I now have a stock of lovely work that I've decided I'm also going to take to the big regional craft market and handmade art market in the Northern Rivers, which is called the Shannon. And the Shannon is a beautiful market. It's been going for, I think, over 20 years. So I'm excited about that because I really like markets. So I sort of, yeah, I've got got the joy of making. And now I have the joy of having a whole lot of stock that I can't wait to share with people, maybe even in person at the market. So that's my big story about my milestone this month.
1: Wonderful. And I I just want to ask just to complete this part of this conversation. Do you feel that you celebrated it? I did the completion.
0: Yeah, I did. Because I'm really conscious that when we put our heart and soul into something, that we invest a lot of our energy. And if we don't stop and look at what we've done in whatever way that we can do that, in my case, I had all the jewellery laid out on biscuit trays with because that was the easiest way to manage so many sets of earrings and pendants on beds of felt. And I just looked at them all and was really, you know, really, really uplifted by just the endeavour, the product of the endeavour felt really good. And I know not only was the feedback really positive and lovely, but I actually felt really good about it. So it was about taking time to not do anything for, you know, it was actually more than a whole day, but certainly consciously stopping and feeling the joy of having marked that milestone. Mm -hmm. The Etsy store itself is a milestone. (laughs) It's just, you know, not just the products, but actually going through and learning all the things that I need to learn and what I needed to do to get it up and running. So that was almost like a double, a double joy.
1: <laughs> it's beautiful too. It's, it's absolutely beautiful. Not only the collection, but the but the uh, Etsy store. It's just <laughs> gorgeous. Job well done, my friend.
0: Thank you, thank you. So, what do you do when you've completed a big body of work? What's your What's your ritual for really marking that, and how do you celebrate?
1: Wow, I I'm so glad we're talking about this today because it's actually something that I have to consciously do because. I love to produce things and it's easy to just go from one thing to another. But I remember the first group of songs that I recorded were called the virtue songs. They're now called the the, uh, angel songs for the little ones, 52 songs. And each one of them is like a nugget of, of teaching. And it really was my first big effort. And I remember taking it over to my mom's and my dad actually was still alive then as well so i think i had at least a couple of siblings there some by blood and some just by choice and michael was there and we listened to one of the 18 songs and we actually all just sat around and they listened to every single song on one of those i think it was number three with me and i was so honored that they did that that was a big deal then the next CD, I think we had a concert. We had a concert at a spiritual center and had a full band, and that and that seems to be the thing that is a celebration, is a concert to celebrate, you know, this new beautiful thing that, that was out. The Avalon is one Michael and I did way back when we first met. And at that time, somebody put on a big spread at the Westwood Marquee, which is a beautiful hotel right in the center of Westwood. And it was really a celebration and it was really a time Michael said I never knew you could talk to people you know because I was I was the one that ended up he's very introverted so I was the one that ended up talking and doing the pattern between songs and it was really a wonderful occasion the thing that I realized is that after all the you know the the outward celebration is I really have a letdown I have a time where I really need to go within and sometimes cry. I like to get a massage also because it just helps to release a lot of the tension. because you're you're working, 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 you're building up this momentum. And then it's over. I was just watching the uh, U.S. Open with the two girls that were playing 18 and nine year, 19 year old. And I related so much to Layla Fernandez after she had been working and, and you could just see her energy was flowing up and up as she had she had really had victory over really amazing high end players. And here she was at the final. And after it was all over, I could so relate to her because she was in tears. And I know that feeling that there just needs to be a release. It just it's just like almost my little girl needs to say, hey, <laughs> Hey, remember me? You remember playtime? You don't remember. And uh, I so relate to that because it seems like there is either a walk in nature that I need to do or a, a time of real stillness to mm. just absorb it all. And and as I've said before, too, I have a buddy that I call and I say, hey, I just I just need to brag on myself. You know, I need, just need to say I did a great job. I just need to say that out loud to somebody. <laughs> you know, I just in a, in a way of just pure freedom. Like, Hey, I did this and it was great. And now it's over. It's (laughs) over. I'm on to the next thing. But, you know, just taking that moment to just speak that out loud. I think it's really important.
0: Sounds like your story of your family, just sitting with you and listening to the cassette just sounds like such a wonderful acknowledgement of your work that they would just deeply invest themselves in their attention. But yes, I definitely get the letdown I think I get the don't ask me to do anything. <laughs> that's my yes. that's my response. <laughs> Just like don't ask anything of me for the next day or two because I got nothing. And it's interesting I yes. think to to do it in a do it for an endeavor that is essentially you know my creative joy whether I'm painting or making jewelry When it becomes a project like that, so I decided, you know, three and a half weeks out, okay, I'm going to release a spring collection. Let's make this happen. What does this look like? And so it did become a um, a cycle of action, you know, putting stuff together and, and just having that rhythm and being in the studio every day, not letting up, just keeping going. It's an interesting thing because it does It does change my a little bit. It changes my relationship to the creative process because of the outcome Mm. and because of the goal that I've set around it. So when I get to the letdown phase, I might not touch anything for a few days. I really, you know, it's really that don't ask anything of me, right to the point of I don't even want to pick up a pencil and scribble. You know, it's kind of (laughs) I just want to sit and listen and Maybe it's a podcast, or maybe it's just total enjoyment, entertainment, book reading, or something like that. Maybe I'll bake a cake. You know, it's kind of that time is my own, and and helps me ground back into enjoying it. But I also do like I drag my husband over and say, "Ian, have a look at all the stuff I've done." You know, and he goes, "Ooh, ah!" And I really appreciate that because although I know, yes, you know, he just he's not ever going to want to wear it. He's just kind and genuinely engaged enough in what I'm doing to be positive in his feedback. And, and that's really nice. And some of my friends who get involved, like yourself, who go, ooh, ah, that is that little bit of feedback is really positive. The other thing, I'm um, talking about milestones that's really important to me right now is as you know, Jennifer, my the farm here, Serenity Hills, is under contract and we Ian and I are selling and moving. And I decided that I wanted to do something to mark the time, the milestone of our being and living here for the last more than 10 years and to really squeeze the juice out of every last day. So we had a 180-day settlement contract, so that's basically six months. And so I decided to do this Mark 180 Project which I'm really enjoying, and it's almost like a day to day celebration. That each day is a celebration of the last 180 days, but also all of the previous 10 years. So that's 3,000 nearly 4,000 days that we've been here on this farm. So I think there's an interesting, almost forward-looking milestone celebration that can be a day-to-day rather than the big arc of activity. There's also mm. ways that we can make this celebration be much more small and sacred. And I I really am enjoying. I this. love it. Yeah, this is sort of a different, it's a different thing for me. And, you know, if anyone's listening where it's relevant for them, you know, I'm hoping that We can sort of share these ideas that at the end of it, and I don't really have an idea of what's going to come out. I've got some, I've got a couple of fanciful ideas about what might happen as a result of the work. All I did in the start of the project was say, okay, I've got a sketchbook. It's got 60 pages. I'm going to do a a beautiful little sketch for each day of the 180 days. So three sketches per spread. At the end of the project, I'll have a sketchbook with 180 miniature sacred captures of the farm. So that's about the only thing I've really formulated. There's other things I'm doing. I've done my first artist book out in the paddocks and I'll be doing a video recording of that so people can grab that on my YouTube channel, Michelle Walker Art. And the other idea is I'm going to go out into the paddock and, and bury a whole lot of art papers so that I can dig them up a couple of weeks before we leave so that there might be a body of work that comes from that. But I really like the idea of earth staining the paper and that being the basis for the artwork that comes next. So that's my thoughts about the Mark 180 project. And if anyone's listening is interested, jump onto Instagram and follow the Mark 180. And it's just hashtag Mark 180 on my account. So
1: That's my thoughts. Oh, I love that project. I love what you're doing, because it's it's not only a way for you to continue to express your, your art as you're going through a transition, but to me, it's such a meaningful way to do it. It is like a ritual of honoring the land, honoring your experience there. It's like you are documenting, going through the portal of leaving one place and entering into a new place. I just love what you're doing. I think it's a fabulous idea. I really love it. I love seeing the images too um, on Instagram because it's like, I want to live there. I've always thought that about India, about Serenity Hills. I, I want to live there.
0: <laughs> it, it is, and it's been, as you know, it's been a bit of a personal challenge because I feel so connected to this place. To be in transitioning is a really good word, a way of honoring and loving the place and when I leave that I will have almost uh, you know absorbed every bit that I possibly could and given back mm-hmm. I think it's both receiving and giving that's so important and it's a spiritual emotional journey of the leaving that I needed to start six months out because it will yes. be so big it's going to take that long
1: yes yes was just remembering, leaving the last place. Now I was ready to leave that place. And all the things that line up, it was time to leave. The hardest part for me was leaving the garden that I had cultivated, because the garden is a place for me, if I do have a lot of work, it's just a release place. It's such a beautiful place of just letting go and let being being in the moment, allowing my nervous system to just settle down and get back into relaxation mode. I was surprised that moving day how emotional I was. I had a lot of tears. I remembered all the juiciness that had happened at this place But we thought we'd only be there for a few months. And we ended up being there over 10 years. Yeah, Uh, that's just like life, you never know, you know, when you're going to be moving. And even mourning that place for a few months afterwards, going back and just looking over the fence like, Oh, how are you doing? I'd be talking to the plants. I miss you so much. <laughs> so it was, it really is a beautiful way to celebrate a, a, a huge win. You know, if you think about these these years that you've been there and now you're celebrating them in art, it's such a wonderful idea. I think everybody should do that when they're moving.
0: Yeah. Yes, thank you. It feels very much unknown. And I think that's what is also coming after we leave here so it's in a way getting me ready for more of the unknown and yeah where I live and the environment I live in is so important to me like I'm one of those sensitive folk who really has to be in a place of you know, a degree of beauty and a degree of peace because otherwise Mm -hmm. I just get so jangled. I do, I get my ends get fried and I'm really not very good. And it's fascinating to me now when I go back and visit the city, so much of that life was just in the background all the time. The time we spent at Serendi Hills was probably, you know, a decade of me coming to a much more grounded place of peace within myself, feeling that the outside peace and birdsong really penetrated to such an extent that it's hands down the happiest I've ever been. It's been the happiest 10 years of my life, despite some big life challenges. And I feel that being surrounded in nature has really done that for me. That's really given me that healing journey. So I've got really clear about my own personal space and what I need and how my next challenge is going to be about generating that in a different way set up in a different situation, mm-hmm. but I can do that. We're creative beings. We can take that creativity into any direction.
1: Absolutely. And when you're in a new place, there's new stimulus. It's a whole new experience. And, you know, as we're talking about wins and celebration and, and uh, eating the cake, <laughs> drinking the yeah. champagne, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is such a wonderful thing to take into every day. I got into a really sour place this weekend uh, because I had to do the taxes. Right, I had to do all the numbers, and that's just no. not my gifting. Let me just say that. <laughs> but I know I had to do them, and to see that I I did them and I came out of the funk that I was in, that was a win. That was a celebration, and I I love that we we're using the word ritual because I think that ritual makes life very rich. Um, mm-hmm. You know, having ritual and celebration. And even if it's just really a small one of just just going within and seeing what do I really need in this moment, and asking for that to me is a ritual of celebration of what is it that I need in this you know this time that i I feel like I've conquered the numbers <laughs> and you know the celebration was Michael took my car out and detailed it completely, so Aww. it's so shiny and bright. And that was just like, that was perfect. That was just exactly what I needed. It's, it sounds small, but it was really perfect. It, yeah. fit. it was like hand and glove for what, what I needed. Yeah, And now I'm on to the next thing.
0: Yes. And it was funny because Ian turned up from the paddock, He kind of came around the corner of the office. He doesn't do this very often. In fact, I can only think of maybe two other times he's done it, but he just presented me with this branch of bottle brush flowers. Where he'd been, there was just one of the bottle brush trees here in Australia. You know, they're covered in those red flowers and they're just that magical red and green combination. And he just turned up with this branch. He'd kind of hacked it off <laughs> and brought it up. That is now sitting in our dining room looking absolutely magnificent. And I think, yes, that small bit of feedback. And I feel that, you know, like you're you've just done your taxes. One of the things I've got to do is the next six months is I've got to go through every bit of my life, every bit of my art studio, every bit of my office and the house. And we really do need to pare down. We've got to get minimal because in the decade plus time that we've been here at the farm, we've had lots of space, including lots of sheds and studio spaces. So things have gone, you know, I've blamonged a bit. I've collected things. So if anyone's listening that is a bit of a collector, that's my preferred word to hoarder, you know, it it becomes a bit of a a journey of figuring out. And when Ian and I first found just a week ago, we found a new place that we're going to be moving to, and it is a suburban house, four bedrooms on a small block. So we're moving from 170 acres to 800 square metres, and we know what that looks like. And I don't have a shed out the back which is, you know, can be converted into a studio and what was interesting for me was I first set up a lot of resistance to I'm not letting go of my double person jewellery bench and I'm not letting go and I'm not letting go. And that was my, the story I was telling myself was I can't let go and I need to sort of stand firm. And I actually ended up finding a change where I went, no, this needs to work and I've got to make it joyful because I saw myself being in the new place with all this resistance to being there and falling into a bit of a funk because I knew Ian would be off being busy doing what he's going to be doing, and I really needed to preserve my creative energy. And so I thought, no, I can reconfigure and I can reimagine what my creative space looks like in this new environment. That was really empowering. But I know that the journey ahead is for the next sort of five months is I've got to get really lean and minimal with what I take to the new place. So there's my challenge. I'm in theory a minimalist, but, you know, it just doesn't happen in practice. <laughs> it, goes against, it definitely goes against the artist in me who goes, actually, I think I'm part bird. So if anyone recognises what a bird is, the male bird collects shiny things. So the satin bird, which is one of my favourites, it's got that iridescent metal blue. It's just the most exquisite colour, uh, cobalt sort of blue he collects for his lady friends, blue objects, or blue flowers and lots of stuff. So I've often thought of myself as a bit of a bird that finds things that I like as I go around through life and hangs on to them. And it's time to shift some of that energy. It'll be good. It'll be good for my Zen.
1: Yes. And I have found that if you have a good question to ask, you get really clear quickly.
0: And what's, <laughs> what's your good question? Do you have? Well, a- I,
1: I, when I was moving, it was like, is this fit into my new life? You know, is this going to be part of my it, it's almost like you're building the vision of your new life as you go. And it was easy then to say, oh, no, you know, I've been keeping things that had a lot of history to them. And I purposely let them go because it was yeah. time for a new day. It was time to be reborn again into this new new place in this new world. It felt really good.
0: Yeah, and I, yeah. I've i inherited things, you know, when both my mum and dad passed, I ended up with objects that I'm hung on to that are really in honour of the memories and honour of the family, but not necessarily something I use or am going to keep going into the next house. I think that's the the journey I'm on we often laugh because we've got um, in and I have friends of ours, Claire and Dave, who are really dedicated cyclists. And I remember having this great conversation with my girlfriend, Claire, about her trip when they were traveling around South America for 12 months on a bike. And their rule was any object they took had to have three uses. Now, there's a <laughs> side, there's a side story that's quite humorous, but it's a bit it's a bit smutty and I know any American uh, listener will call it a potty mouse, so I won't go there. but essentially, I like that concept and we often we often talk and bring that up. and Ian says, okay, things have to have three uses. what's its, what's its second and third use? you know So it's become a bit of a joke between us, but it's right. you know my father's egg mm-hmm. collection from when he was a boy in the 40s is probably not something I need to take to the new house.
1: <laughs> it's going to be fascinating to see what you do take <laughs> and what you leave behind. I mean, it's like I was just with some friends and she she was in that huge fire in Malibu, just consumed her house, wow. consumed her piano, consumed oh. all the landscaping that she's a, she's a, a landscape architecture. And oh, it's funny how when you have a situation like that, you're just like you're renewed and like, wow, what's really what's really important what's really important here. I love that. Three purposes. I think that's really, three uses. Well,
0: I like that. And I also like the idea that any object has to be functional and gorgeous. So it needs to have both. It can't be useful and ugly. It'd be better, you know, like if you can't, you can move it on and get something that's beautiful and incredibly functional. So Well, look at that. We started off with milestones and having cake and and champagne to celebrate anniversaries and birthdays, and we've ended up talking about zen and minimalism and getting rid of stuff. (laughs)
1: Love it. I guess it's all all up for celebration. (laughs) Well, yes,
0: we're going to be definitely celebrating the move. So very good. Any other thoughts that you want to finish with before we wrap up?
1: I just want to celebrate you and your your journey around the sun. I'm so grateful for your presence in my life and on the planet. And I hope you have a fabulous celebration, even if it's just taking a long, hot bath.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening. We really appreciate you doing that downloading send us comments we've had some lovely comments and feedback jennifer and i really enjoy doing this and we also really enjoy hearing from you so that's it from us for this week and we'll be back again soon bye for now
1: bye for now blessings